This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP, to get a 50% deposit match. And we're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive is a new daily sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the app store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And we're also brought to you by Ace per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the DFS show for Masters Week. Uh, we're pumping out that content this week. Uh, we did the uh, course preview, a little Houston recap yesterday, so you guys can go back and listen to that if you haven't already to figure out why we're talking about the golfers that we're talking about. Um, and we got a betting show coming up for you the next day as well. Uh, so, yeah, man, listen, it's me, Boston Capper, here with Steve, the God of Golf himself, Shermer, getting ready to just jump in, man. I am fucking ready. Oh, I, I bet you are. I mean, the, the show we did yesterday, I mean, that's my element. You know, I love just nerding out to a golf course, talk about how wind conditions are going to affect certain holes, but DFS, this is your bread and butter. This is your time to shine. And uh, I mean, you always have good leans and I'm looking forward to breaking down <laughs> this full field, talking about every single possible combination we can do with a lineup. You know, it's, it's gonna be a good show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, we had some news earlier today, which definitely changes the DFS strategy. It's no longer top 50 and plus 10 it's top 50 in ties. So now, you know, maybe now this six to sixes uh, percentage is going to go down from, you know, 35%, I think is what everybody thought it would be maybe down to like, you know, 20 but, or, or less, you know, maybe it's a little, even more difficult uh, huh. than huh. you can think. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I think the 10 shot rule has only really come to effect once in the last 10 years though. So it's usually they do a good job getting a top 50 in ties, but I mean, from a betting perspective, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but I am yeah. very glad they got rid of that because as someone who got screwed last year on that cut line prop, because of that <laughs> stupid rule, uh, I'm glad it's just top 50. So, you know, we can get rid of that. Uh, another big news came out today. Uh, get Sergio Garcia out of all your lineups. Yep. He tested positive for the Rona and yep. he's gone. And unfortunately that's probably a, that's a missed opportunity to cash a missed cut prop. I like two to one on him because he, he was in my missed cut. cut. He was in my missed cut parlay too. I had to pull there him out. There you go. Now, yeah. now we only have four. I'm going to, uh, tomorrow, uh, you can, uh, you can help me, uh, maybe fill some holes. Uh, cause I only got four of my missed cut. I got like 10 on the make. So <laughs> we'll go yeah. that way. Um, yeah. So Sergio's out. Uh, obviously the, uh, the cut line is different now. Uh, any other news? Well, I mean, so uh, this, this went under my radar, but uh, Bob Herrig of ESPN talked to Rory, uh, who is pretty good. You know, when he talks to me, he intends to open up, he's pretty transparent. You know, he's one of the better golfers that you want to listen to because he usually speaks his mind and says what he, you know, actually feels. And uh, so Rory talked about the golf course and he had a couple interesting tidbits about how it's different in November, what he's seeing out there. So the first thing that I saw that should immediately, you know, ping your radar is it's really soft, like super, super soft. And just because 
there's all that rain they've got, and they had to really scramble in order to get the overseed in. They had to water the hell out of it. The fairways are going to play soft, and that's a little bit what we talked about yesterday as far as it's going to play a lot longer for all these guys. It's really going to favor a guy like Rory who hits it a long way. So, uh, you know, I mean, they have sub air systems. We talked about that, but there's really always something it can do for the greens because they have for the greens. They could definitely control it, but for the, for the, the fairways, because they put the overseed down, they have to water the shit out of it. Right? Well, I mean, there's no sub air in the fairway. So what it, it, Oh, there's not. I thought, I thought it was throughout the whole, no, it's, it's only the green. So it's going to be muddy. I mean, there's going to be some mud balls. It's going to be soft, but even with the sub air systems, like, if, if there's moisture at the top level, there's really only so much you can do. These greens are going to be very receptive. It's going to be a dartboard out there, especially because of the overseed as well. It's a little spongier than like, you know, a Bermuda or a Poe or anything. So, I mean, guys are going to be firing away at these pins. So, and the second thing is there's more Bermuda in the grass than in previous years. And I mean, that doesn't really sound like a big deal, but where this is a big deal is it, it's going to make chipping off these tight lies a little difficult, especially because it's going to be wet. I mean, that's pretty difficult to, I mean, you probably know being in Florida, oh, yeah. chipping off tight Bermuda it's when it's nightmare. wet is it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So, so there's a couple of ways to go with this. Some people think, well, you know, it's probably just going to reward really good scramblers because it would make it even harder. In my opinion, I think it's just going to make it more tougher for everybody. And I think that's going to really make it a bigger penalty to miss the green. So I think this really only reaffirms to me that the way to go this year is, yeah, I mean, scrambling is obviously a very important characteristic for the masters, but I think it's going to be ball striking length, good iron play. I think those are what's really going to determine how a guy does well with the masters. And I think what you want to gravitate towards the DFS lineup as far as guys you want to pick. Okay. Yeah. Look, that makes sense. Uh, we, we talked about it yesterday. You guys can go back and listen to it. get a little more in depth on that. Uh, but yeah, Hey man, let's not waste any more fucking time. We know there's a ton of content out there. Uh, we want to make this as digestible as possible. That's why we broke it up uh, into two different pods this week um, for people who care about DFS versus people who care about betting. Uh, you, you get your own show this week, boys. And uh, you can uh, hopefully uh, uh, listen to it in a drive. So listen, 10,000 plus it's Bryson, JT, Ram, Rory and DJ. So um, the first thing that jumped out to me when I looked at this, uh, when pricing came out, 11 2 is too cheap for Bryson. Like, in my brain, like, I was expecting like an 11 6 and 11 8 price, right? I, I just was. Like, I was expecting that. Like, I think it's because of all the new money that comes in for something like this, they make the pricing softer, right? And that really opens up stuff for grinders, right? The DJ 10 grand for DJ. He's the best golfer in the world. Rom at 10, five, like these, these prices are soft. And I like some guys in the sevens and sixes where I think you can, uh, if they make the cut and do anything, like you can really do some, you can stuff two of these guys in your lineup and still be happy with your lineup. Yeah, you, you probably can. I mean, I, I, we're going to talk about a lot of guys in 7,000, 6,000 range that you definitely can do that, especially because DJ's 10,000. I mean, you can Ten fit. Grand. Yeah. Bryson and DJ in a lab. I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of builds yet, but I'm really interested in seeing how that would look. So uh, one of our breaking news stories that happened today involving Bryson is the, he's not using the 48 inch driver. So it's dead. That right. dream of having 400 yard carries is over, but it's more of his quotes that he said about why he's not doing it. It's, it's still kind of reaffirming my position. That I, I think all roads go through Bryson. So, um, so the driver's spending a little too much. He was actually losing some distance. And he said, and there's a couple of things that were really interesting. He said, it's not right. I won't use it until it's right. Not everything I do works. I mean, and hey, I, listen, I, at least, at least he admits it. Yeah. I mean, he can, I mean, I learned after the U S open that 
like I, I thought a lot of the things he said, oh, just, you know, it's bluff, it's bluster. But you know what? I mean, it, he kind of just says what he thinks and he, he can be brutally honest. And listen, I like the fact that he's looking at his game, seeing it's not working, going back to what he thinks is going to actually help him win instead of letting his ego take over, which is a lot of it is kind of what I thought this was, but really at the end of the day, it's just all being the best golfer. And then, you know, another thing he mentioned too, he played a practice run. I think with uh, Freddie couples, um, yeah. he told the media that all he said, quote, all my misses have been pretty straight as you guys have seen. And I want to keep it that way. I'll take hitting it straight with a little more spin. Yeah. So the dude's just hitting it straight. And what's, what's happening with this golf course, because there's so much moisture in there. Um, there's also the possibility that tropical storm Ada could move through Augusta on Sunday. That's going to suck. Bro. That's a whole nother story. We're not going to worry about that, but well, wasn't last year. Didn't we have to get off early last year too, because of a storm? Yeah, but it's going to roll through at like 8 a.m. So there's no possibility. I mean, we could be looking at a Sunday finishing rolls through, but I mean, with all the moisture, it's just going to widen the corridors. It's not going to let the ball roll as much. I mean, carry distance is going to be huge this week. So, I mean, a guy like Bryson, listen, I've, I've been making the case for why, you know, he can, he's probably going to win. Why don't we start looking at the ways he's not going to win? So all week we've been saying, listen, he's going to have wedges into the greens. Well, if you look at his stats from 2019, his wedge game is not that impressive, especially when you look at proximity stats. So from, you know, 7,500 yards ranked 55th on the PGA tour, you know, 16 feet, two inches. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty good from hundred to one It's about 20 feet away. That ranked about 105th. You know, that's, that's okay. From 125 to 150, where he's going to have a lot of those distances. He's only hitting it about 25 feet, which is one of the worst rates on tour. The, the problem with that argument though, and I, I think some people are going to try and make it in order to knock him down is that when you look at how far he carries it off the team, even if he's only B plus with his wedges where he's hitting it from, if he's hitting it to 20 feet where other guys are going to be hitting it from, you know, 150, 175 away, he's hitting it on average about 10 feet closer. Right. So, and, and, and a lot of you want to talk about, oh, he's got a seven iron into the par fives. Like, I don't really care about that. Cause those are birdie holes where that's going to make a difference is all the long par four. So on one, right. Five, seven, like all the par five par fours are where the guys are going to have bogeys. And he's just limiting the amount of times he can mess up in a round by hitting it so closer. So, I mean, like I'm looking at, like, if he estimates a 330 yards off the tee, most guys are probably going to at best, like if you're having a really good driving day, like probably 285, 290, I mean, he's hitting, he's hitting about 30, 40 yards ahead of these guys. Yeah, Cause it's going to be no it's so It's so far ahead. Yeah. And especially if it's going to play soft like this, it's going to, it's going to really favor the guys who carry the ball, right. Versus somebody like JT who gets more roll out of his drive than he actually carries. Yeah. So he only carries a two eighty eight, which is about what Xander carries it, which is, I mean, listen, it's, it's above average in this field. I think the field average of everybody is about two eighty two, but right. it's not a crazy long distance. And JT is about 10 yards shorter than like John Rahm. Right. He's almost 25 yards shorter than Bryson. So, yeah. I mean, in this price range, he is shorter, but I, you know, the more I think about JT and I kind of molded over today, I'm starting to come oh, around. Don't JT. do it, man. I listen. All right. So he's got listen, bad course I, history. Like we've, we've talked about, that, it's it, not that as it's not that bad. It's not bad for a player, his caliber. It's not bad for a $8,000 golfer. All right. Well, let's put it this way. So he's gained 1.6 strokes per round at Augusta. Bryson's only had 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. Now, that's Bryson's that's history. Bryson. Bryson history is dog shit too. Like he, like what T 31 and T in like the twenties is his best. That's that's true. I mean, that is old Bryson. All right. DJs 1.87. 
Yeah. So it's not that far off DJ either. And we're all like, oh, you know, DJ. Yeah, but be great, so like so. I view DJ as a killer, right? Like I view DJ as a killer. I don't view JT as a killer. Okay. I mean, that that's a fair argument. I just think that, like, I mean, listen, I can recite all, I'm not going to bore you with the stats. <laughs> the stats are awesome. He looks right. great. He's long enough to win. The irons are fine, you know, right. whatever that. So wh- where I'm starting to come around on this is the mentality issue of JT. And it's always dangerous to start arguing mentality of JT, but what is the effect of no fans at Augusta going to have on him? Because sometimes he, uh, people have, I think he's admitted that when he goes to Augusta, he's all hyped up. Right. And then he just kind of blows himself out of the tournament just because he's too amped up. But like, there's going to be no fans there. He can kind of just let his talent take over. And the weather conditions are going to be favorable for JT. Yeah, it's going to be nice a whole lot soft. of wind. It's going to be nice and soft. He can just, you know, fire away with the irons. He's a re- he's one of the best scramblers in the field, too, if he does miss a green. So I'm starting to come around to the idea that I think JT at the very least is going to have his best finish at the Masters, which is at least a top 10. And like we sit here and we all like for, you know, we've, I've, I'm guilty of this. Like I'll knock JT as far as what his ceiling is, but his floor is a top 10. Oh like, yeah. I mean, look, he, he definitely has fine. a high, he definitely has a high floor. Look, there's you, you can make an argument for any one of these guys, right? It really, when you talk about DK, it comes down to builds and scoring. Um, so he, even if Bryson doesn't win, if he tears apart these path fives and he buries the shit out of stuff and he gets you a top 10, he'll still probably be top six, seven in scoring. So even at his price, he doesn't need to win. Uh, but you have such win equity with a guy like Bryson. Like it's had to, so he, listen, it, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, it's Monday night guys just for, for I'm watching my Patriots get shit on by the jets, uh, which is fucking awesome by the way. Um, the, uh, so it's early, right? So we'll see where the ownership goes, but it looks like Bryson's going to be pretty fucking chalky, even at that price. Right. And so typically you'll see somebody over 11 K and they're not going to be chalky. So you almost have to make the decision. All right. Uh, not completely fade him, Right. But maybe are you doubling the field? If he's 25%, if you're running 20 lineups, are you putting 10 fucking Bryson lineups out there? That's, that's a decision you've got to make. And it, look, it's, it's, I've already tinkered around with some stuff. I like some of my, I got, I got some Bryson, uh, Rom Bryson, DJ lineups that I'm perfectly comfortable with. Right. I just, I just am. It doesn't mean I'm fucking right. Right. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean my, my scrubs aren't going to miss the cut, but I feel okay with it. And it, like you talked about JT, like all the stats jump off the page. Uh, I just worry I don't know. Uh, I was on him and then I was off him. Then I was back on him. Now I'm back off him. Like I, he's a guy, I feel like I, I can't, I can't get the right feel. Right. Like, like, I, like I think Rom's going to crush this week. I love Rom. I think DJ is going to crush like, man, like this is uh this is like Sophie's choice up here. Like this is so you, you have to make a stand. Right. I mean, I don't know how many people who listen to us are doing 150 fucking lineups, right. Where you can, um, do stuff like that, uh, you know, cut it up and take a piece of everybody. If you're making three lineups, you got to make a choice, whether it's Bryson or you're going to grab somebody else up here. Right. So mitigate it a little bit. So it's, it's, I mean, I, I totally agree. You can definitely make a case for all these guys. I mean, I think why I think almost everybody in this group with the exception of maybe one is going to be very popular is that length is going to be such an advantage this week. And all these guys, I mean, with the exception of JT, all these guys have elite length. Right. So, and, and even JT is above average. Like if you look down at DraftKings list, there's not a lot of guys who can carry that far off the tee that actually <laughs> can have that winning upside. So, uh, so let's talk about John Ron. I mean, cause when you look at these guys, you got to kind of then nitpick as far as things you don't like. I, I, and honestly with John Ron, there's a lot of things 
I don't really like coming in. So the putter is not really working too well. I mean, listen, there's the idea of, you know, putting aggression and everything, but like he hasn't really shown good putting stats recently in order to show winning upside. He's right. losing strokes per round uh, with a putter. I think that's actually the worst of anybody in this, uh, in the 10,000 hour range. So that's not great. But he also it, has, but, it, but don't these greens and with how pure they run kind of negate. Well, they're not going to run putting? Well, they're going to be a little softer, so I'm not really sure if they're going to be running like as pure as what they are. So, um, I mean, they might be running a little slower just because there's going to be some moisture and some humidity in the grass there. So, uh, so that's not as great. I mean, he, he hasn't been hitting his irons that great either. Some of his proximity stats in relation to some of the other guys, uh, especially from like 150 to 175, that's going to be a range to be hidden from. They're not as good as what some of the other guys are. So, I mean, Listen, like I think John Rahm is great. Like, I mean, right. if he ends up winning his tournament, I'm not going to bat an eyelash, but right. I, I'm starting to pick nits here. I kind of think in my head, like, is Tiger really putting the green jacket on John Rahm this week? I mean, I mean, like you just said, he doesn't have to yeah. win. But like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't Why not? see it. Dude, Rahm is a fucking beast, dude. Rahm is a beast. He's played. The, he's got good course history there. He does. Like, I'm telling you, and that you want to talk about a killer. Rom is a killer. Rom, Rom is more of a killer than DJ. I feel like. Okay. Like I, I mean, I, it, he's it, younger, right? Obviously, he's, I mean, he's so young. Like everybody forgets how young Rom is. Like that dude is young as shit. <laughs> like he is. No, I think he, I think he's, like he's already. Yeah, that's super young, right? I mean, he's not. I mean, look, DJ's fucking my age, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bryson's young too. JT's not young anymore, uh, and Rory certainly is a young. I think Rory's kind of sneaky this week. Nobody yeah. talks about him. I mean, it is Rory conditions. You got little wind, you got damp, you know, conditions like usually soft golf courses where you can pick it apart, but he's got to pick it apart if the wedge game's there and the wedge game just isn't really there. I mean, the iron play just hasn't been there since the restart. You know, he's only gaining about 0.1 strokes per round with his irons the last 48 rounds. He's losing about 0.2 in his last 16. Like that's, it's just not sharp. Like we don't really know where he is with his game right now. Maybe he figured it out. I mean, he's a good player. He just couldn't turn around in an instant, but I mean, you're talking about guys nitpick. I mean, for me, I can nitpick a little bit with John Rom to kind of break ties yeah. Rory for me. There's too many red flags as far as his game overall. I just don't want to use them. So I'm finding myself, I think in this tier, I, you know, I've obviously I've said multiple times. I love Bryson this week. I think he's right. going to steamroll, yeah. but I mean, JT is starting to come around for me as far as a guy like, and then DJ at 10,000 bucks. I mean, there's nothing to hate there and he's the cheapest. So you want to do uh you want to do a charity bet, JT versus Rom? Mm, highest, like just highest finish. Yeah, highest finish. I mean, I am two for two, so technically, <laughs> I am up on this. Come all on. right, let's. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's Rom versus JT. Rom versus Thomas. Fucking highest finish. Um, so I, 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 I don't feel I don't feel good about this one. <laughs> good, I'm glad I'm glad you don't feel good about this one. So I mean, I'll say this right. So if you're building like just as far as like game strategy goes or game theory rather, um, I mean, if you're building three lineups and Bryson's thirty percent owned, you you and you like Bryson, you gotta put him in two of your three, right? And if you're doing twenty lineups, then you know, unless you really want to make a stand, you know, match the field, sprinkle in a couple of these guys all from up top and scatter shot uh, down below. I, I guess the guy I would fade the most out of here would be, I think JT. I really do. I think it'd be JT. And listen, I could be completely wrong because I've been burnt by him recently. And as anybody who listens to this knows, uh, I get biased, <laughs> right? So like I get burned. It's not like I'll, I'll have 0% of him, but he'll probably be my lowest on out of here. 
Okay, that's fair. I mean, that's just I, I'll be honest. That, that's just your personal vendetta against him. I think right, yeah. that's shame that, yeah. but I I agree. I mean, listen, he has burned people. The history hasn't really been there. I'm, I mean, one of the reasons why I like him is because I think no fans is going to help him at this event. So yeah, no, I, look, yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I don't mind that theory uh, as far as that goes. And it's funny you hear some of these guys talk about like. It's going to actually sink in now that there's no fans because like the guys who play here are used to the, the fans shaping the holes and being around and, and like now that it's the masters and there's no fans, like I, they keep saying like, this is where it's going to sink in. It's going to be really weird. <laughs> right? Like it's right. going to be shit for these cats. So I don't know. I feel like it'll probably help guys like, like him uh, probably help like uh, a can't lay type dude who, who clearly doesn't like people. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, before we get to can't lay, in the $9,000 range. Uh, I got to remind you that we are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Late fall college ball, the NBA bubble, UFC Fight Island is clear. 2020 has been a year like no other, which is why you need to get a sports book which has offers like no other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boost, lightning deals, free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they offer every week. Sign up and get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. And they also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd come to expect at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play, sign up today at MyBookie, and when you do, use promo code SGP and get your first deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. Terms are simple. You put in 200 bucks, they'll match you with another 100 uh, if you are already planning to bet this season, this is literally betting free money. It's winning season at my bookie. So come on and join the fun and win some cash while you're at it. All right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so much betting for the masters. Well, obviously we'll tap on this, uh, on the next podcast, but man, there's so much stuff and it's just, it's so much better than any other week because there's so many different options, so many crazy things you could bet. I love it. Oh uh, yeah. I, I'm going to have some wild props that we talk about tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Your, uh, your breakdown of where the value is on the whole in one based on the holes and the days literally brought it to you to my eye. It, yeah, was, a, I mean, it was a beautiful I, thing. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but some <laughs> books just don't really know what they're doing and setting these lines. Like they, 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 they don't, it's like, they don't watch this tournament. Like, I mean, We'll get to it tomorrow. I don't yeah, want to we'll spoil get to it, it, but yeah. All right. So, so the nine K range, uh, full of studs, as you would expect. We got Xander Brooks, Cantlay, Morikawa, Hatton, Simpson, Reed, Tyga, and Bubba. So, uh, I kind of jumped off uh, on the last one. Why don't you jump off on this range? All right. I mean, I, this is. I think. I mean, it's Monday, so we don't really have a firm, you know, grasp where the ownership is going to be. But I think there's a lot of popular names in this range. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of popular, you know, a lot of popularity going around. So, you know, I think my favorite play is, I mean, a guy who, listen, I'm biased against this guy. I love this guy, <laughs> Brooks Kepka. I'm getting sucked in again. I am full relapsing on Kepka. I'm a Kepkaholic by nature. And listen, listen, he looked great in Houston over the weekend. I'm buying into the fact that he's just peaking before the Masters. You know, he has the firepower in order to basically compete there and hang with the likes of 
Bryson because you know I'm, I'm taking the mentality of all right, like who are the guys going to actually take him down? And Brooks is one of those guys. Yeah, so if he's on top of his game, he can take him down. So yep. listen, like you know, his iron game started to come around last week. Um, he's actually one of the best in proximity stats from 150, 175 in the field. That's going to help him a lot uh, because the greens are going to be really receptive. He can fire at pins, get some good birdie looks, and he's got a really good history at uh, at uh, Augusta National. He's gaining about two strokes per round uh, on the field over four tournaments. So what's not to like there? Um, I think everybody likes Bubba this week. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, you know, I, I the the T degree stats are off the charts. He's, I, I don't need to go into how good he is in the masters. You guys all know it. Um, you know, putting has been a problem there, but the fact that he likes, you know, he's had some, so much success there. Maybe that could get fixed. Um, Terrell Hatton is someone that I know you're going to like, I like too. I mean, there's a couple of red flags. Number one, he's, he's my, he's my spirit animal, but I actually don't like him this week. All right. So why don't you talk about how, why you don't like him? And then I'll try and make a counter argument. So I, I just don't like him because of, because of his bad history here. He seems like he's playing a lot uh, short guy. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just, I, I have the feeling. I feel like course history matters so much more here than any other tournament. And I know he's been playing really well lately, but um, just from the eye test, I don't have the stats, but his irons haven't looked great. Um, I don't know. Uh, bad course history irons priced up too much and way, the way I'm making my builds. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky if I get one of these guys out of this range, right? So okay. I'll go somewhere else. All right. Well, you're wrong on the irons. Uh, he's getting about 0. 0.7 strokes per round uh, overall. Uh, his last 50 rounds, he gained nine strokes with his the last irons 50 rounds. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, you know what I mean? The last, the last couple. Rounds. All right. Well, he gained nine strokes with his irons at the CJ cup game two right. with the Zozo game three at Houston open. Oh, that's, so that's not crazy. It's it's still pretty good compared know, to some other guys. Listen, though. man. <laughs> All right, so we'll scratch the yards. Listen, I agree with you. That there is bad history at Augusta. I think he's losing like 0.9 strokes per round in 10 rounds. There. Here's the thing. Like I've also seen some guys with bad history do well there. I mean, Danny Willett missed the cut and then won next oh, year. Oh Jesus, that's such a fucking one-off. Like okay, well Sergio didn't have a good history and then he ended up winning one round. Yeah, but so. like, so I, I don't know. Maybe it's. Uh, obviously Hatton's young and he doesn't have the fucking uh, the pedig the pedigree and the history that like Garcia had by the time he won it. You know what I mean? Like this is a dude who was always like one of the best iron players in the world and like always close, always close, you know, and he had to fight off tiger his whole fucking career. You know what I mean? Just like Phil. Um, I don't know. I, I, that just might be uh, old man bias. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, Maybe. I, feel like- I- I mean, listen, like, I mean, as far as a guy who's a slave to the stats, I mean, he checks all the boxes besides the length off the tee, but there's one thing, if you're not going to be, if you're going to be short off the tee, you better be good with your long irons. And he's number one in the field in proximity from 175 to 200. So he actually hits it closer to the pin on average from 175 to 200 than Bryson does from 150 to 175. So if there is a guy, if he brings his irons, you know, he has his aim game there. He can kind of compete a little bit with how short Bryson is, or at least you know, try and keep up with how Bryson's hitting into the greens and set him himself for, you know, maybe some good birdie opportunities. It's a great putter, really efficient tee to green. He is a good I putter. Mean, I, yeah. So, I mean, I think those are the three of my favorites. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I, I backed a fucking Englishman last week and Westwood shot like a 900 on fucking Friday. Because <laughs> he didn't care. He just wanted to get to Augusta. Well, yeah. Well, I thought he was going to try to round into form a little bit. <laughs> Cocksucker. Fucking mm. goddamn British. 
<laughs> All right, so so talk to me about Xander and Cantley because I think those are probably going to be the two most popular picks in this range. Just yeah, so I I mean, look, I, so here's the deal: it's, Xander gets played in these events, right? No cut events and majors. The, the kid shows up, like he just does, like whatever it is. Mentality, same thing for Brooks being able to take these things down. Xander seems like he shows up, whether a narrative. Uh, who knows? Who knows what makes him tick and makes him do it that way? I, what, he was runner up last year, right? Him, uh, right? Runner up last year. Um, playing well. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just not exciting, right? Like, for me, he's not exciting. Like, he's just not. And he's always so popular. Like, nobody ever talks about him. And then all of a sudden, you know, no matter what you're, what, whatever, uh, you know, roster you're looking at, whether it's a Millie Maker or um, a three entry max, the dude is always 25 plus percent. And I would just rather pick somebody else at that point. Can't lay. Um, I don't know. I'm going back and forth on can't lay like, okay. Like talk, talk to me. I I'm your psychiatrist. What what's going on in your mind right now? <laughs> so honestly, like those, <laughs> the, the things his college coach said about him, not like wanting to be the world's best golfer. Like that hangs with me for some reason, like, wait a second. So now you're on the biggest stage. Everybody's watching and you don't want to be the world's best golfer. Like, are you going to, are you going to throw a hand grenade? <laughs> and and go Molinari on 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you don't win. I don't know, man. Like I, I like I just don't like that type of mentality. I just don't. Like, like I, that's not what I want out of somebody who I think can go out and win the most prestigious major that golf has to offer, right? Um, but all the stats are there. We always complain about him not winning enough because look at all the talent he has, and he went out and took it from Rom and JT. Mm-hmm. Man, like how, how do we ignore Cantley? Like other than my own crazy ass brain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I look at these two guys, I mean, they're basically the same player recently, long-term who they are. I mean, they're both very well balanced players. They do a little bit of everything really well. They both have pretty good histories at Augusta national. They both really do, efficient. Right? Yeah. I mean, Xander's is slightly better, but he's only played two tournaments. Uh, Cantley's gained about a shop around on the field there. Uh, so, I mean, listen, they're both pretty good. Um, where I have concerns is just the fact that they aren't the longest off the tee. They hit about 288, just like JT. And some of their proximity stats from, you know, 150, 175, 175, 200 yards. They're okay. I mean, they're fine. Like they can get by, but they might have to rely a little bit on a hot putter in order to kind of compensate if they want to actually score on this golf course. So, who the bet the better putter is statistically is Xander by really? a lot actually by a lot okay yeah I mean it's I, I don't have the he number doesn't do that stupid little foot thing nine thousand <laughs> minutes to line up one goddamn putt maybe yeah, that's maybe. why I don't like Cantlay either he takes so goddamn long for every single shot like mm-hmm. it's so frustrating to watch <laughs> it is just like go go bro you you've bounced your feet six hundred times on the tee box please just fucking swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, like it's kind of like the last year. I like these guys. Like, just like I like John Rom. like I can pick nits with some of these guys, right? Like I'm still going to use them, but they're like just a step lower. And especially cause they're going to be so popular too, that, I mean, it's, they're not bulletproof. Like I think a lot of people are thinking like, and I, and I think if you look at both of them, like we'll talk about this tomorrow, but Xander's 14 to one to win the tournaments. Cantley's down to like 25, 30 to one, yeah, like from a betting perspective, Cantley's probably the better bet just because they're basically the same player and you're getting a little bit better odds on that. So, I mean, so overall, I mean, listen, I, I like Kepka, I like Hat, and I, I like Bob. I love, listen, I'm with you. 
bro. I love Brooks this week. Like, love, love. Like, probably like 75% exposure love. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Like, dude, what did he do? He went 65, 65 Saturday, Sunday, right? Yes, he did. He's I'm, ready. Oh, I'm telling you, like some of my favorite lineups, like I've jammed in Brooks, DJ, Rom, and then two scrubs from 6,300 and 6,500 and a 7k player who I love. And it's my fucking favorite lineup. And I can't goddamn wait to play it. <laughs> that, that's that sounds very tasty. So, all right. So how about guys you don't like? So who, who aren't you taking here? Uh, so uh, I'm fading the goat. That's it. I mean, I can't, I, you can't play tiger. You just can't like, other than course history, there's nothing that can make you play him. Um, uh, other than your sensitive feelings. If you other you're than a tiger your feelings, if you're a tiger guy, Hey, tiger tracker's back. Yay. This is good for tire tracker man's getting a paycheck this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did see the screenshot of what he said. Like it, I do feel bad for the fact they've had a lot of custom golf channel, but listen, the guy had free airfare and travel for like 15 years for what a what? great gig, man. Can't handle. Yeah. Yeah, he lived a life there. So, you know what? I mean, I don't feel like really feel that bad for him. Like, you know, he can go, you know, write like a hundred word, like puff pieces, like everybody else now. So, so uh, I mean, I mean, I, I would no tiger, you a tiger, just like no tiger, no web. Uh, he's too short. I know he's so good with his long irons and stuff, but like I said, man, if I, if I'm, if I'm stacking from the 10 K range, as far as like builds go, like you gotta, I, I have to make decisions here. Uh, there's no web. Um, I do like Reed, Um, it, and it's only because I picture that dude as a grinder. This guy wants to come out and win. He's already won here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm a sucker for Reed too. I, I don't, we talked about it. Like, um, I, oh, actually, we didn't talk about it. I don't like Maury um, right now. Like, it's it's weird. Like, since he's won, he hasn't been great at all. Like, his irons are even a little cold. Like, his putting's still just as bad. The irons carried him on that stuff. And he's not especially long off the tee either. Um, and I think he's going to be chalky as fuck. Yeah, I think there's still some residual popularity based on what he's done. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think with Tiger, just I, I, there's nothing I have seen that makes me f- inclined to use him. Like, the fact that he no-showed at Sherwood, a golf course right. that should fit his game, is just that is an alarming. And I listen, some guys can go to a golf course and just magically turn around. Like this is a systematic problem with him for all year. Just any golf course he's go to, it just hasn't clicked. So I'm not gonna be on it. I mean, I I'm with you on Morikawa. Like I said, I want to like Morikawa, but you're right. No, I I still like the dude. I think I listen, man, speaking about young dudes, like dude, dude fucking want a major already. Like whatever, give him a little break. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll fix it. Like he he needs to, he needs to show me again before I'm, before I'm jumping him in. No, I, I agree. I mean, what I, what I was going to say is that the irons have decayed a little bit. I mean, they're still good. He's getting 0.6 strokes per round with his irons, but that's not what they were. He was up over a stroke at one point, uh, you know, early in the summer. So that's not great. Uh, I'm with you on web. Actually, his irons haven't been as good as what you think. He's only gained about 0.2 strokes per round uh, with his irons in his last 50 rounds. They actually, it's not very good huh. for web standards. So yeah, I, listen, I mean, it's, if, if it was a firm golf course, if it was windy, like we're scrambling, I think is going to be, would be a little more important. I would like him there. That's kind of like what we saw a little bit last year with, uh, you know, at, uh, at Augusta this year, it's going to be long. I just think that's not gonna be good. As far as Patrick Reed goes, how far do you think he carries it off the tee? If you had to guess two seventy, 
275. Ooh. That that is Matthew Fitzpatrick's short. That is Abraham Answers short. That's pretty short. That's pretty and short. he's not really good with his irons. Again, this is similar to the web. Like I just think the weather conditions aren't setting up for a read week. Kind of like when when he won, that was set up as a week that promoted scrambling. It was a little windier. Guys are missing greens. That played, you know, pretty well into his hands. The, if the winds don't get up and it's going to play long, that 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 doesn't scream Patrick Reed this week. I I like him maybe the least of this range. Oh, well, besides besides Tiger. Well, yeah, yeah I, I won't be using much of Patrick Reed this week. And I know that's dangerous because I faded him pretty hard at the U.S. Open. I'm going to double down again. I, I, I'm just not a fan this week. Hey, man, listen, uh, it's, not, it's not like that I'm in love with him, uh, but he's just one of those guys who I think is a grinder. And I'll probably have a little exposure to him. If I'm making 20 lineups, I might have two. You know, like, so just kind of depends on what I decided to do this week. But I mean, look, this, this another range is kind of tough to, I mean, you really have to make your pick in this, especially if you're going to try to stick two guys from up top or even one guy up top and you take one of these higher price guys. I mean, that means you're basically going to skip this entire next section, right? I mean, that's just basically how the math works. Um, so it's uh, the eight K to nine K range, Scott top five, Tony, Dickie, Tommy Fleetwood, Wolf, Day, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and Paul Casey. Um, top five, Tony, 8,800. I mean, he's built for this course. Like, he really is. Like, I mean, it's just, he's completely built for it. He's going to be insanely popular because he's always popular, even in courses that don't fit him. Uh, Hideki coming off of a great weekend, finally, where I was completely off of him. Fuck you, Hideki. Uh, um, and, I mean, this is a range where because of my builds, like I'm fine skipping over. Like Adam Scott was a mess half the fucking weekend. Half the weekend it was an absolute mess. Uh I don't back Fleetwood in anything that matters because he sucks in the US. Uh I do I'm intrigued by Wolf. But he hasn't played well lately really since the win. Like, I don't know if it's the injury or what. Uh, I just don't trust Jason day. Like whatever. I just don't trust him. And, uh, Spieth, I don't care about course history. His, his form is just too bad. Sorry. Spieth fans. Sorry. Like, and he's in my miscut parlay tomorrow. If you want to, if you want to pay attention, <laughs> that is, that's bold. Yes. I'm aware. <laughs> um, and Ricky Fowler, like that dude is lost. Did you hear the interview that he had? I did not, but I heard that he went, I think on CBS and just kind of sounded a little, uh, he was, he sounded a little out of it. Yeah, dude. He was like dejected. Like he knew his game wasn't tight. No, thank you. Fucking hard pass and going off brand. Now really the other than, other than Tony, I like Paul Casey. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that, that fits your, that fits the bills. Cause he's $8,000 right. and he's pretty good at, I mean, he's not playing that great, but I mean, he's, he got does a decent, he's got a decent history there too, right? Yeah. He's got, he's gaining what's where is he on? All right. He's gaining about 1.4 strokes per round in 44 rounds. So a lot of history there. He's a little longer off the team. You think he hits about 288 with a carry, which is about as long as oh, Andrew, so he, yep, okay. he got that out there. Pretty good iron player, decent scrambler like that. That can, that's probably why he tends to do well here just because he hits it a little farther than most people scrambles. Well, a good iron player, especially with a soft golf course. I think that's going to help him. I mean, I, I agree. Like, listen, like I, I know Tony, Fino kind of screwed me over, screwed a lot of people over, but yeah. with the weather conditions, the way they are, this golf course is setting up for him. He has the course issue there. He's getting almost three strokes on the field in two appearances there. 
that's really great over his last 48 rounds. He's in that top 10 in strokes getting tee to green. So yep. that's always a big They're, plus. And honestly, I, it, I, I, look, I went, I went back and looked at his performance at Houston. It wasn't that bad. Like, I mean, he had a really bad Sunday, but on the week he gained three strokes tee to green, yeah. gained two and a half with the putter. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, it was at least solid most of the time. I, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, so, hey, real so, quick, I, I just want to interject real quick. So, uh, what Steve just said, as far as like the top 10 goes, go back and listen to yesterday's show where he gives you the stats of who wins <laughs> this tournament has always been in the top 10 of what was the strokes gain T strokes gain total, right? Uh, strokes gain T to green. So to seven green. of the last, seven of the last eight years, the guy coming into the masters in the top 10 strokes gain T to green on the year had one. Now the challenge this year is because it's in November, you're crossing years. If you just look at PJ tour, dot com. Uh, I think JJ spawn is ninth Ooh, <laughs> and yes. Some. And a, he's on the field. B there's <laughs> such a small sample size. It's not fair to do right, that. Right, so right. But, 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 but yeah. whatever it, it holds in, go listen to yesterday's, but that's a good point. I, I listen, I, how nice would it be for Tony to win? Like finally, oh, like, my God. that, like, that would, that would be you, the all timer. Do you know anybody who roots against that guy? Uh, besides people lose money on him every week. <laughs> well, that's different, but they still go back, right? Like they I go do. Back. He, yeah, he, he's, he's a drug that you keep taking. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony Fina, I mean, cause the stats always look great and he's perfect for this golf course. So, I mean, so I like him. I mean, Hideki, I'm with you too. The, the only thing about him is can he put back good back-to-back putting performances in a row? And the last time he did that was actually recently. Uh, he did, he had positive strokes game putting in three terms in a row from the PGA Northern trust and BMW. But ever since then, like he's incapable of doing that. I think he gained I over. I, a stroke. I can't believe I can't believe I was a hundred percent off of him and he had that this weekend. Well, it's because he knew you were off him. That's why I he know. showed up. He listened to the yeah. fucking podcast. I was very he, upset. He did so. And then I mean, it was so with Matthew Wolf. I mean, the problems with him lately is a he had a little bit of an ankle issue. Yeah. I don't know if that's fixed. Who knows? B he was really bad off the tee. I mean, that's one of the better parts of his game. Hopefully he's got that fixed up. The iron play was still okay. So I'm, I'm still a little bullish on him just because he had that elite length in order to handle the, the conditions this week. I like him too. I, so, uh, as far as Jason day goes, I I'm with you. I, I think if you include Jason day, that is really going to be a like yeah. it, it could go. It could go either way. I mean, is who's going to show up is the guy from the Workday, the Memorial, the FedEx, the PGA, the CJ Cup in Houston, where he gained two strokes per round, T to green, or is it the guy from the Northern Trust, the BMW, the US Open, Shriners, Zozo, where he lost 1.3? So I don't know. I yeah. mean, listen, like, like I, I think on some books he's like 40 to 151. I think that might be worth it just because, hey, I mean, it's a 51 ticket. He's shown the upside with the ball striking. He can do it, and we know he can get hot with a putter. He has that upside, but he has a massive floor too. So, uh, I mean, I just I, I would be careful using him. And then I'm with you. I mean, like Fowler, there's just not a whole lot there. Enough. I'm not going to bother telling you the stats because it's just it it's just yeah. not good. Yeah, uh, you can go look at unless, unless you're Kramer and just get get an erection about his fucking cute outfits, then just move right along. Just yeah, move, I, move right along. Kramer's probably going to ask about him on the main. He's absolutely going to ask about him. Yeah, and I will <laughs> and I will tell him the stats then in order to try and you know cool you know try and try and talk him off the ledge. So, um, you know, as far as Spieth goes, I mean, listen, I mean, it's the career at Augusta with Spieth is awesome. Nope. But all those performances, even the T 21 last year, when he was like, quote unquote, bad, maybe that's something that people are going to point to as far as, oh, well, you can still, you know, right. do okay. But back last year, if you remember, he still was lights out on the greens. He still was a lights out scrambler and coming into this tournament, 
nothing is working. He's losing strokes putting, losing strokes to the green, losing strokes to the ball striking. Just nothing is going well for him. So you can't expect him to just show up at Augusta National and just say, oh, well, it's Augusta National is going to be fixed when nothing's working. Like it's like something has to be clicking. There has to be a little bit of confidence with him in order, you know, maybe want to back him. That's why I'm staying away. I'm going to let everybody else take him just because of the course history. I'm going to just avoid it. That's exactly the way you, you know what else isn't working? New England's defense. The jets have somehow scored two goddamn touchdowns. The Jets. Wow. They double their output then. I, I literally want to kill myself right now. They, um, it's, it's master's week. You're fine. You're talking. Yeah, I know. Golf, and that's, it's just literally why I'm like, I, I, I just, I, I, I can't, I don't even know why I have it on. I'm just fucking going to get upset. They, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, the only reason people could possibly play him is because they're Jordan fanboys somehow are still around in the course history. That's the only reason like you're going to get a roller coaster every time you pick this dude, like ugh, whatever. And what are your thoughts on Fleetwood? You with me on that one? Fuck Fleetwood. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, listen, he plays really good in Europe, but just over here, he just doesn't have, he's losing about what do you think that is? I just think he's just not playing well. I mean, like he had the second at I think one of the tournaments, but just overall just hasn't really been great. Like, I mean, he hits it a long ways off the tee now, but he's not gaining any strokes. That's always concerning when a guy is a really big hitter and like only gain like 0.1 strokes. Like that means he's just all over the map. He's been really bad with his irons. I I don't know if there's an injury that he's not disclosing, or just maybe he made like a club change that just isn't working. I don't know. So I until he shows some form, um, and this isn't really conditions where I would say Tommy Fleetwood. Like I would I would want to use it like a colder, windier grind. This is going to be a bombers paradise. Like that's not really what I want to use a fleet with. So that's, I, I don't really have any incentive to use them either either. Okay, sweet. All right. Well, listen, before we get into the $7,000 range, uh, listen, you guys are going to come prop up at thrive fantasy this season. Uh, listen, uh, they've been great to us that we got a football, uh, one all to ourselves on Thursday. Listen with thrive. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact of the game. If the NFL choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup, if NBA, PGA, MLB, and esports choose five out of 10 player props to build your lineup. And listen, we'll go over our thrive lineup a little later. Uh, you guys have heard us talk about it. We both love it. Um, I've come close to taking them down last week. Not so good. Um, but that's why it's awesome. Uh, you get to keep coming back and, and uh, listen, each prop is assigned to fantasy value for both over and under uh, based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props, rack up the most points and win your share of the prize pool. Thrive has given over 50,000 dollars in guaranteed prizes weekly and is awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. So go to go download it. Use promo code SGP when you sign up today and re- receive an instant match up to 50 bucks on your first deposit with only a four times rollover. And uh, as you degenerates know, rollover rules suck and four times is ridiculous. Like that's just like free money. Like, you know, you're going to roll it over that many times. You don't have to roll over 200 times. Um, so download the thrive fantasy on the app store or play store by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget the promo code SGP. All right, man. So this is where you got to start picking your spots, right? I mean, that's it. I mean, you really got to pick your spots. Uh, I like a lot of guys down here. I'm going to let you start because I'm going to go freshen up a drink. 
<laughs> All right. And I will talk for about 10 minutes while you do. You don't need yeah. 10 minutes. You don't need 10 minutes. I'm I mean, there's a lot of guys I like down here, so I can talk for 10 straight minutes. So. All right. Well, we'll work, work from the top down and we'll come back to, to the guys who, uh, who I like as well. All right. So starting from the top here, I mean, it's a guy that Boston capper loves then, you know, I've been pretty high on him the past couple of months, you know, Louis Usui's in 7,900 bucks. And listen, he's got good course history at Augusta finished second there to Bubba back in 2012. He's gained about 1.3 strokes per round in his career there. You know, he's been gaining about 1.2 strokes overall in the field. His last four tournaments, you know, he's been putting pretty well. His mid to long irons are pretty solid. Like he's not the sexiest name, you know, in this range, but I think he can be pretty useful. I think his floor is relatively safe, you know, top 20, top 25, you know, floor. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like that. You know, Cam Smith's another guy, like, I think he's getting a little bit of popularity though, which is a little bit concerning to me, but you know, I, I I've always thought he's kind of this like short scrappy hitter. He's actually a little longer off the tee than you think he ever, he carries about 282 uh, off the tee, which is, uh, you know, longer than most guys in the 7,000 hour range. So, you know, that's about field average. That means that, you know, while the golf course is going to play longer for him, he does have a little bit of the game off the tee in order to handle that. He's playing really well lately too. He's gained about three quarters of a stroke per round tee to green over his last three tournaments. And about half of that is with his irons. So that's always really important to see a guy hitting his irons really well coming in. And we can know he can, we know he can roll the rock on the green. He's a good scrambler. Maybe he's a first round leader candidate, you know, like we'll see with that. And then Jason Kokrak, I mean, I, I, he's popular, but I think I look at this price and I definitely can tell that they set the prices well in advance because he's $7,000 and just the form he's in the length he shows off the team in order to handle this longer golf course. He's a really good iron player too, especially from 150 to 200 yards. He ranks really highly in the field in those proximity stats. Like that's a guy I'm probably going to have a lot of exposure on, which is bad news because I think he's really popular, but I just, I can't get away from Jason Kokrak. I mean, there's just nothing about how he's showing right now, who he is as a golfer and how I think the golf course is going to play. That makes me want to get away from him. Kokrak is my absolute fucking favorite play in this range. <laughs> absolute. And you said it like, he's going to be like, I, I assume he's going to be chalky, right? I mean, he, he's gotta be. Oh yeah. He's oh yeah. Be- I mean, it's $7,000 and he won the CJ cup, which everybody watched and he's a long right. hitter. Like, I mean, listen, like I, like I, what I'm telling you, I'm guessing that everybody else is telling too, as far as right, like exactly. how this golf course is going to play the secrets out. And you look at a guy like Jason Kokrak, if you're checking all these boxes, he checks pretty much every box except for the putter. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, he's been awesome. <laughs> awesome. At exactly. And yeah. yeah, like, so Kokrak is my favorite. Uh, did you talk, you touch on cam Smith? Yeah, I, I, I touched on cam Smith and I talked about your boy Louie too. Yeah. So here's the deal. Like, you know me, I usually love Louie and like, Louie's going to make the cut. But Louis kind of going to be chalky too, and whatever. I'd rather take Scheffler for a hundred dollars less. Really, like if I'm I being honest. She- I think Scheffler's going to be popular. Than you think so? Scheffler is always popular. And yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I just feel like people run the narrative with Louis in spots like this. Always shows up at majors, right? Never wins. Fucking, you know, always comes in second or not here specifically, but. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see where ownership shakes out. Rose is kind of interesting here too. I don't feel like a ton of people are going to be on him. I've heard a lot of chatter about Fitzpatrick somehow fucking Nicholson, the 7,500. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, really it's, it's Cam Smith and, and fucking go crack for me. Like uh, when I saw those priced that way and where I could jam, jam the guys I really wanted in and have guys like that priced at that range. Oh man. I was excited. 
Yeah. I mean, so, so with Fitzpatrick, like, I mean, obviously you're concerned about the fact that he's not very long off the tee, but he's right. playing well. He's gained over a shot per round tee to green was last three terms. He has a good history to got his game about 1.3 strokes per round at the golf course. I mean, is this the type of tournament where he's going to show well at? I don't know, but I mean, I look at him on paper and I see the same type of player as Patrick Reed right now, a shorter guy tends to scramble a little better. That's a good comp actually. a good putter. So, I mean, he can get basically that's 1600 bucks less than Patrick Reed and probably has about as much upside this week as him. So, um, I mean, so I, I think he's on my radar too. I, so I'm going to play devil's advocate and I can't believe I'm doing this Okay, come on. with Phil Mickelson, which <laughs> no, is not. just, stop just, I, stop I, I, I'm doing this off the cuff because I, I I'm thinking about what works at Augusta and the two most prominent like attributes as far as success there is distance off the tee and good scrambling. Now there's a lot of terrible things about Phil's game right yeah. now, yeah. but what he still has, he can still bomb it out there and he still is a really good scrambler and the golf course is going to play pretty wide. So, I mean, listen, he has good experience. He knows his way around there. Like I mean, I, I don't love the DraftKings price of seventy five hundred. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of it more of like yeah, I, I, we I, can I save him for the like, betting show. There's yeah, zero want, chance you play Mickelson over fucking M or can't like Cam Smith who was cheaper. There's no way like there's no way, or Fitzpatrick who's a hundred dollars more. Like no way. There's you're no, right. I mean, no, I, I'm thinking. I, my brain is trying to go towards the made cut prop, and I'm, I right. need to I need to center myself back on DFS. Yeah. No, DFS show, goddamn DFS. DFS show. All no right. fucking way. Do not play Phil Mickelson at seventy five hundred fucking dollars. Thank thank you God. for being my thank you for being my sponsor on this one. <laughs> I appreciate it. No. You talked me off the ledge. Uh, I mean, so you know, a couple of our guys here, you know, Shane Lowry. So we had a couple, uh, we put on the Slack channel uh, as far as like guys that, you know, basically listener requests. Right. Uh, Shane Lowry is one of those guys. I, I like Shane Lowry. He's coming off a really good week in Houston. He's a good ball. He's a good Irishman. About, uh, what's that? He's a good Irishman. That helps. He is the good. He's from the good Ireland. As, good Ireland. Uh, that's right. Yes. Ah, I love go. how you picked up. That's my boy. Well, I think that's a joke from Sean that uh, I think you might have stolen. So, but uh, this, this is an, that, that is an Irish Catholic joke. Neither <laughs> Sean nor I made that up. There you go. So, all right. So he gained ten strokes per round tee degree at the at Houston. Um, you know that that was a really great performance. He's a good ball striker. He's gained about point six per round. You know over his last fifty rounds. Pretty poor putter, but you know we'll see how that goes. He also has a really awful history at Augusta National. He's, he's losing about point five six strokes per round there. That's never great, but you know, he is coming in pretty good. He's got about average length. His irons are decent. They all think he could show well. And then, so Justin Rose. So he's interesting. I, so it's funny how we're not giving a pass to tiger because of the court, despite the course history forms awful. We're not giving a pass to speed despite the course history. Forms awful. Now even with Fowler too. His you know Fowler's Fowler's got a great history. Yeah, he's got a great history there. Forms awful. So why would we give the pass to Justin Rose because the form is terrible and there's really nothing in the stat sheet right now that gives any hope as far as him doing well, other than the fact that he's just awesome there. But that was like, but like, what was his last good finish? Like, I know he lost in the playoffs in 2017. Yeah, I don't think he did much in 18 or 19. He did. Yeah, but but, I mean, for for all about a super cool Morgan Stanley hat, bro. All about a super cool Morgan Stanley hat. Yeah, but I mean, for him though, I like it's a far cry to where he was just three years ago. Yeah, I agree. I just said he's interesting. Like that could be a pivot play. Like. 
like whatever. Like we'll see where ownership shakes out, but it's not like I'm like like hard to go fucking play Justin Rose, right? I'm just saying like, all right, guys got pedigree. It's just like, I don't know. He, he just doesn't seem like as big of a mess, even though, like, so maybe it's just cause I don't pay attention to him as much as I should. Um, the way I get on Spieth and Fowler and tiger for shit like that. I just don't get on him enough. Um, yeah, I mean that just might be my own thing, you know. Like, right. uh, maybe paying attention, paying paying enough attention to what he's actually doing. Because we've talked about it. I hate his fucking face and I hate his stupid hat. Um, <laughs> the, um, your dad hates his hat too, right? I mean, he does just because he thinks the. Uh, my dad works for Morgan Stanley, so yeah, he no. thinks we're just wasting a bunch of you know company money on endorsing yeah. you know a bomb. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, all right. So, listen, I'm not that high on Justin Rose just because I'm a slave to the stats like everybody else. Like I, 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 I don't see why if we're not if we're not giving Tiger and Spieth and you know Phil even a pass. That makes sense. Why are we giving him a pass? Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so a, a couple other guys. So our NBA uh, analyst Zach Bronner, he has three guys that we want to talk about. And I'm going to let you talk about one first. So Kevin Kisner. Okay. So what do you think about Kiz this week? I actually like Kiz this week. You do. I, I do. And so here's why, right? So I know he's a short knocker. I know he is, but he has really good course history there. This is a guy who, when I picture like a grinder and somebody who wants to do well. I picture kids like he's one of those dudes who to me, I I don't know. Like he just seems like he he's got that chip on his shoulder and he wants to finish high. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I don't know his background or anything like that, but he seems like, uh, I don't know, like a blue collar kid in like a white collar world. Right. I don't have, I have no idea if that's true. I just zero idea. So let me just throw that out there. I'm just saying that's what it seems like to me. Um, Yeah. He, he wasn't born with a silver spoon. So right. I, and I so, you. and so I, maybe it's cause I identify that and I like his attitude, you know what I mean? But I, I dig, I, I dig the way he plays uh, he's decent, good form. Like, or I'm sorry, decent, recent, good form. Um, uh, no, not bad. Dude. He didn't play too bad a couple weeks ago. So he played well at the Zozo, but that was his yeah. first good form performance in a while. But the Zozo, I mean, Sherwood was kind of a golf course for him. It was short, you know, uh-huh. he didn't have to use driver a whole lot. So, I mean, I, the Gus is going to be a big ballpark for him. A little worry about that. But I mean, just before that, the form was really bad. He's losing strokes with his ball striking over his last four tournaments, losing strokes on and around the green too. So that's not know. awesome. Like I, I look at the Zozo like that, that was encouraging, but I just, I, is that really going to translate to Augusta? I know he's played well there in the past, but this is going to be a different type of tournament. It's going to be a longer tournament. I don't know if he's going to fit. Like, I mean, I, I think he can make the cut, but like when I think about where Kevin Kisner is going to finish, I think like T 38, 40. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we're right around. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, that's fine. Like, and, and like I said, like uh, look, we all have biases towards certain players and, uh, and kids to me is like somebody who I, especially in this place where he has good course history, I'll lean towards a little bit. Um, but look, that I mean, that makes sense from your point of view. Like, yeah, especially if we're not going to get any roll out of these fucking, out of these fairways, and it's just going to be whoever carries it the farthest. It's probably a disadvantage. Um, and and look, I, I like, like I already told you, I fucking love Kokrak and I love Smith right around there. So I'll have very little exposure to Kisner in DFS uh, just because of where he's priced around. Uh, but I would definitely take him over Cam Champ. All right, there. Wait, hold on, it's over Cam Champ. Yeah, that's right. Me. Okay. All right. So, so listen, I mean, I, I think just because he has the length, that is, that's an advantage. That's, and he, he's actually playing pretty well. Lately. He's, he's gained about a stroke per round with his ball over his last 16 rounds. He gained 11 shots T degree at the, what was the last 16 rounds? He was playing against guys like me and you. No, he gained 11 shots T degree <laughs> at the CJ cup in the Zozo. 
Okay. Is it really that much? Yeah. Oh. He, played, he played really good. And he's yeah. got the length. I mean, listen, I'm not saying like go nuts, like bet him like hundred to one to win, but like he's 7,100 bucks. He's going to have more length than anybody else. He's going to have wedges in the green, just like Bryson. So I mean, Dude, I why are you talking to me? Flyer. I've talked myself off a of cam champ and now you're fucking walking me right back to him. Why? Why do you do this to me? Because I'm trying to help you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple of other guys that Zach want to talk about. So uh, another short knocker, Brendan Todd, you got any opinion on Brendan Todd? No, no opinion because we should not be talking about Brendan. Zach, Todd. you should look at the, you see the looking game for that. <laughs> Just no. Why are you asking me this? Uh, Brendan, I mean, listen, like, I mean, Zach, Zach, listen, that would be like me. Uh, listen, I don't even know. Just no. The answer is fucking no. Uh, it's going to be no dog from me too. Uh, I mean, he's a really <laughs> short, he, so he only carries a two sixty on the floor. That, that that's, I might that's, be able to drive him. <laughs> yeah. I think we both might be allowed to drive him too. So and, and like all his proximity stats are really bad. So there's only 68 golfers in this field that actually qualify for, for proximity stats last year. Um, in from 175 to 200 yards out, which is probably where he's going to be living most of the time. He ranks 65th out of 68 golfers in the field from that range. So that's not good. No, it's not so, fucking great, Bob. No. And I, and I think just the fact that it's going to be the greens are going to be a little more receptive. It's going to play longer. There's going to be a bigger penalty for missing greens this week. That's not really a Brendan Todd tournament for me. Even if he can roll in 40 foot putts, that's not sustainable. So um, that's a no for me. All right. Last one. This is the bomber, Gary yeah, I, Woodland. No, how are you, you feeling? You can't play him. He's fucking injured. I agree. You can't yeah, play he, him. He's got a he's fucking got hip injury. Injury. He fucking like no way. No, absolutely not. Like he's got he, the would, he drew last time. Yeah, he's got the injury, and his last sixteen rounds, he's actually losing strokes to the field in every single category. And he so, looks like he's got did you see how skinny that motherfucker has gotten over the past fucking two years? He's either had I'm, a huge cocaine habit or I don't know what's going on with that dude, but that, that amount of weight loss is not healthy. Cause it's not like he was fat. Like he was like working out. And now he looks like he's fucking uh, Dave Chappelle scratching his neck. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Ty- Tyro Biggums. Yeah. Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no fucking Gary Woodland. What kind of listener questions are these? What is happening? I, I, I try to give the people what they want. And this is apparently Brendan Todd, Gary Willen, Kevin Kisner and Justin Rose are what the people wanted here. Do they just want us to yell at them? Is that, I mean, is that maybe, maybe they want to see me try and like, you know, justify like a really bad golfer and, you know, try and, you know, you know, yeah. shine a turd or something, but I, I'm not going to do it. Turds, I'm we, tell, we, we don't shine turds. We, we tell you your golfer sucks balls. Do not fucking play that guy. End of story. Unless I try and go, uh, you know, try and pump up Phil Mickelson. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because that was completely unacceptable. <laughs> um, all right. So we took care of the list of the ones we haven't, we haven't dumpster dived yet. Um, so before we do that, uh, listen, have you ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. Uh, they'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, so... Under 7K. If we're going to be doing Bryson builds, 
and we're going to go like Bryson Brooks, like somebody may not be doing like lock button. We really have to uh, dig into the six K range and there really is a bunch of trash down here, uh, but there's some decent plays down here, man. Like there really is. There's some good plays down here and uh, you may be a little less confident about it because you're not getting that 10, 10 shot. But I know you said it, it doesn't make that big of a difference, but it was like a 16% difference if it was last year. So it would have been like nine more golfers who got in. So, but these are the, these are the nine more golfers who <laughs> would be the ones to, to somehow make this cut. Right. So, you know, I love Siwoo. Love Siwoo. Um, somebody who uh, I want to talk about, and I need you to give me some stats on and tell me if I'm fucking insane or not. I need, I need you to talk to me about posting at 6,300. Cause I, I really, I really, really like him at 6,300. He gives me lots of flexibility and I feel like that's a dude who could make the cut. Like he's been playing well lately in my brain, right? You can tell me if my, if the stats correlate to my brain. Um, so I like, uh, Munez, like I'm always on that dude. Why wouldn't I be on him again? Um, we talked about him yesterday, EVR, like the little European stat darling. I mean, whatever he's a little, so at that point, like, like I'm taking fucking Siwoo just because I love Siwoo. Uh, I don't like Lanto. I don't like Lanto. He's too short. Okay. Right. Am I wrong? Or right about that? You're wrong. I'm wrong. He's, he's not short. He, he's a, he's one of the longer, he, he's a guy who usually eats up bomb and gouge golf courses. No. Yeah. No. Hey, what is his, what was his, what is his average fucking carry? So, I mean, it's only, you know what, maybe you got, play. it's only 284. I was surprised at that too, but he, he tends to, he ranks pretty highly in driving distance usually. So What's maybe, maybe you're right. So maybe as a low ball hitter, yeah, that probably wouldn't play as well. All right. What? Okay. That's All fair, right. fair argument you're making. I was like, wait, wait, no, my eyes, I've seen it. <laughs> the, um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I mean, you really got to dig like Hadwin's good. I've been on and off Hadwin. Uh, I'm actually pretty decent at picking my Canadian golfers. I would actually prefer Corey Connors uh, this week uh, to Hadwin. Uh, this is his, is this his fourth time playing there or his third? Uh, Corey Connors. This yeah. is, I think his third. I think he made a cut and missed a cut. No, he missed a cut, came in like 42nd. And then he came in like high twenties. I want to say I, I have, I have six rounds on him. So he must've missed a cut at some, point. so he missed, he missed his first cut. Yeah. And then probably made the cut last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So whatever. So, I kind of like Connors this week. Same thing, right? The dude, great iron player, kind of long off the tee. Like just putting is his bugaboo. Like most of these poor pricks, right? <laughs> like all of us, right? Putting is the worst. So talk to me about posting. All right. So, I mean, listen, he is playing well lately. He's like the MO on him is it usually is all with the putter. The ball striking has been a little better with his irons, you know, lately it's, it's been good. So, uh, I mean, I just, I worry about a couple things with him, you know, just number one, he isn't a long hitter. He only gets about 279 carry off the tee. That's below average. That's not great. He's not very good, you know, with his long irons either. So, I mean, he is a little bit behind the eight ball as far as how the golf course sets up. Yeah. But if he gets hot with the putter for a couple of days, I mean, he could definitely make the weekend. I mean, I, I, I kind of think maybe was he 6,300 bucks. So if he, finishes, yeah. if he finishes like 30th, I think you're happy. He makes 
fucking cut. I'm happy. Yeah, if he makes the cut. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see him like I like him. I, I, you know, we're both on. I, I like Munoz too. Uh, I mean, yep. he's gained. He's playing really good. He's gained about 0.9 strokes per round with his ball strike over his last four tournaments. Half a shot per round on around the greens. I mean, that's a stat, darling. I'm gonna gravitate towards him. I'm willing to give Siwoo Kim a pass from last week. He was pretty bad, but just overall, the ball strike numbers look good. He's a little shorter for my liking, but he's really not good with that the mid- short though, is he? What's his he cap? Two seventy six. That's pretty Damn. short. Is really? Yeah, it's only two seventy six. But he's good with his mid to long irons. So that yeah, like, he's, he's, he, he is he is so good with his fucking irons. Yeah. So if if you listen, like it's not going to be just the ten longest guys at the top of the board. Oh, There's going to be a couple shorter guys, but if they're going to be up there, they got to hit their irons good. And he's one of the guys like Hatton that can hit his irons really well from long distances. So, you know, he's right. a guy can like, I mean, listen, like I, you just completely disrespected EVR. He finished 20th last week to catch my top 20 prop on him. I'm good to go with him again. He's playing really good. He's it's long. not that I disrespected him. I just get, I, I don't know. Like we talked about it. I went on some a rant on one of these podcasts about like how, like, like these, uh, these other places, these other pods and stuff like that, or like I'll break down these European tour events. I'm like, listen, uh, once again, I know they're not watching them. They're just watching the stat sheet and they hook it to a stat. And it's like, you have no idea. You've never seen this guy swing a goddamn club, not so much EVR, but like, you know, other people. And I don't know, whatever. I get my backup. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm qualified to speak on these guys. Cause you are, actually do you wake are, up at you four are in the morning and watch the Euro tour. Thank you very much. Well, I saw him. You, I saw sir, him personally. You, sir, the are a absolute degenerate. We love you for it. And that's why, and that's why we love you, man. I mean, no one else is doing it. So, so I'm on EVR. There's another South African I like down here, Christian Bizet in Hutu. He's a good iron player and a good putter. He's not that long off the tee, but I mean, he's had some decent like showings, you know, on the PJ Tour. He's not one of these Euro tours that just kind of goes over and he gets steamrolled. Like he's yeah. he's not bad. So there's always seems like there's like one or two of these like surprise South Africans kind of at the top of this leaderboard. Maybe that's maybe that's Bizet in Hutu this this year. So kind of like him. Uh, a couple other Euro players I like. You know, Bern Wiesberger. I mean, he, he hasn't really done all that great when he plays the normal PJ tour events. He hasn't really done that great this year overall in the Euro tour, but he's got a good history of the Augusta. He's gained 0.9 strokes per round on the field at Augusta. I don't think he's ever missed a cut there in four tries either. So, you know, that could play well too. Yeah. He's 6,900 bucks. You know, Matt Wallace, like his PJ tour numbers don't pop off the tee off the stat sheet, but he's playing a little better in the Euro tour lately. He's got some pop off the tee too. I don't know. I mean, he's kind of a dick from all reports too. So if you got a personal vendetta, you don't really want bad guys in your lineup. Yeah. No way. Yeah. He's a dick. Um, I mean, what do you think about, what do you think about ZJ old man ZJ? I think, I think it's too Too short. short. Too short. short. Yeah. I mean, he, he carries a two seventy one off the tee and listen, like he's playing great, but he's playing great. at like the Wyndham. He's playing yeah. great, like the Shriners. Like he's playing great, like the Sanderson. Like firmer golf courses where the you know just the ball could carry a little bit, where you use his wedges. He's going to have long irons at all these greens. I just I don't have yeah, a lot fun. of hopes for him. Wasn't it last year where he he uh, he teed the ball up and it fucking fell off the tee? <laughs> was, that, was that last no, year? No, it didn't fall. No, he miss, he hit it and it hit the tee box. Oh, was that it? That was it. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. yeah. They kind of go, oh shit. Oh shit. What, That's what, right. What, what do I do now? That's right. The, uh, you, you hit son. Uh, what about, uh, what about Kramer's people? Molinari? Oh man. So he was actually, he was another request. He looked okay. Over the weekend. And, and Listen, I, he, I brought him up a, a couple weeks ago. All right. So it is a very small sample size for Super him. Small. He has only six rounds 
He's Italian under his so belt super. since the restart, but he's been good. He's gained about 0.97 shots per hour on the field. He has one miscut. Where was that? The Sanderson, I think, or the Shriners maybe. Yeah. So he miscut there. Played pretty well last week. I think it was a top 20. Mm-hmm. So listen, I, I, I think the only thing with Molinari, as far as stats goes, listen, like he's got plenty upside. We're not too far away from him being probably the best player in the world for about six months. Oh my know, God. He was fucking 20. on fire. Yeah, he was we great. Talk, we talked about it on yesterday's show. Like I had so much fucking money on him that it's like I was like, "There's no way he's gonna lose." I kept doubling down, doubling down, and then twelve happened. Right. So, th- and that's the question. Like, how is he coming in knowing that he just freshly emerged from that watery coffin in you know, twelve? <laughs> you know, came back to the world. Watery. Yeah, you know, you know, he's got he's got he's got some barnacles <laughs> he had to pick off. You know, some seaweed in his throat too. He got to get out there too. So I mean, like, is he, he going to see some ghosts out there? I don't know. I mean, it's I, 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 it would be a good story if he ended up coming back and playing well. But it for a guy who is just so reliant on the stats here. It's a small sample size, and I still remember how bad he looked early in the year, Sue. So I, I don't know how good it is coming back to a place that you know basically ripped his soul out. You know who he looks like, even though it's 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 uh he's Italian and this is French. You you're old enough to remember the Pink Panther actual cartoon. Yes, kind he, of. He looks like the French inspector. Just do yourself a favor and Google that. I shit. Honest, I don't I I have no memory of that. Oh my god. All right, whatever. Just Google it later and give yourself a laugh. All right. Motherfucker. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, is there anybody else we want to hit on? You want to hit on? Uh, Not really. I mean, there's always, you know, Augustus' favorite son, Charles Howell the third. He's a longer hitter, but his irons are kind of trash. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the only reason why I like him is because, I mean, he is longer than most of these guys in this T. So, or this tier. I don't know. I mean, if we're going further dumpster diving. Tyler Duncan's been having really good ball striking stats lately. He's gained about 0.8 strokes per round on the field in his last 16 rounds. But I mean, he's kind of a bad putter. I don't know. I think I, I think you're. I like your post and play a little better than him if you're okay. not cheap. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, most once you get past like 6,500 bucks, 6,400 bucks, you get start getting to the past champions, the amateurs, just. Yeah, no yeah. shot. No, I mean, is Freddie Couples playing this year? I yeah, he's playing. All right. So, I mean, if you, if you want to get sentimental, um, make make the cut. I mean, you got Freddie. It seems like Bernhard Langer always makes the cut, but I mean, I he's probably only carrying like two forty now. I I can't imagine that's going to go well for Bernhard there. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, we've said some cheap names. Like you're right. Like if you want to build like a monster stack up at the top and then. There's definitely some names down here you can build it with. Uh, you just got to be careful on which ones you do because there, you know, there's some decent plays in here, but there's also some landmines as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, all right, well, I guess uh, we're done beating up the DK drafts. Let's go over uh, the Thrive lineup. Well, let's uh, let's do a Thrive lineup. There's an absolute gimme in here. That... You want to go with it first because it's the first one on my list. <laughs> it's like it's JT on the seventy-two and a half, right? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and it's a hundred points. It should be like fifty points. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, that's I, a, that's a three hundred points. That should be a hundred percent owned. Anyone playing this contest, that should be a hundred percent owned. Here's the thing. So, if it was like windy conditions, if it was cold, yeah, right. I could see. Yeah, maybe I'd take the over. It's going to be eighty degrees with yeah. no wind. It's going to be soft. Of course, it's going to shoot under par. He just has I to mean, shoot par. Yeah, he's going to shoot even par at least. <laughs> that, that's not, I mean, so another gimme is Dustin Johnson over three and a half birdies, eighty points. I mean, that's. Yep. 
with easy scoring conditions. I, mean, I think you're going to see a theme with how I think the first round is going to go. Uh, I think there's going to be some low scores and three and a half birdies is very, very obtainable for DJ. He could birdie all four par fours and just, or all four par fives. And you know, I hit that too. So uh, all right, what, what else do you like? So uh, Ricky over two and a half bogeys, 110 points. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a good track record with fading Ricky with thrive. So I'm staying away from that. That's but. fair. That's fair. All right. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go over five and a half barriers for DeChambeau. I think he's Ooh, shit. a fast start. You got to remember Eagles don't count. I don't care. Okay. I'm, f- I'm fine with that. I think five, I think he's going to have a wonderful <laughs> round okay. and on, on round one. And not, listen, like if, if I lose because he makes an Eagle, I mean, a, I'm going to be so <laughs> levered up. You know, buying up the shares of eight to one, I'm not going to care. And B, I mean, I mean, listen, it's just I think he's going to play well round one. I'll take I'll take the rant chance that he doesn't you know screw me over with five birdies, one eagle for 130 points. All right, I got you. So I got Phil under 12 and a half, 12, 12 and a half pars plus bogeys. Listen, hmm. he he could do doubles, triples, birdies, eagles. This is a dude who is not getting. No, like I'm telling you right now that, oh, so he just needs to go six non pars and bogeys, just six, just six holes under all day. hundred times. All, right. all right. I mean, kind of a relay problem. We go under 11 and a half pars for Kepka. I don't know. It just seems oh, like I got that, that too. I it got seems that, like too. that one just always hits the under whoever ah. they play it with. So uh, not necessarily, but most parts they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, in my experience, it usually goes under. So I'm going to take that one as well. All right. I think you got one more. I got one more. I got Johnny Rob Eagle over. Give me that. I was tempted. That's, that's my first ice pick one. So, yeah, yeah. so my last one, I went under four and a half Eagles and birdies for more I just, I, I see the, oh, I like that. I see how the putter is. I just, I, I don't trust him to roll in more than five eels and birdies on this round. I think he kind of gets off a little bit of a slow start. And I don't know. I, I just don't have all that high hope. So I, my thrive lineup has a potential of 505 points. So I got a 585 because I'm a degenerate Ooh. and I think stupid shit. So, but this is why I'm like, I could have took it down if I didn't make that one dumbass pick. Uh, but it's more fun that way. Anyway, I guess it's just money, right? The, uh, <laughs> um, all right. So th- listen, that's our DFS show, right? We got the DFS, we got the Thrive, uh, get the betting show coming out tomorrow, uh, which which is going to be just as nuts. But yeah, listen. Uh, oh, I put out the Listen League already. I already put out the Listen League, so get in on that. You know, top two win, whatever. If we get a fill, I can make another one. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, man, go back and listen to the last last night's show. Uh, where you get the course breakdown and figure out why we were targeting the golfers we were targeting. Uh, lots of good information on how the course plays and what Steve expects and where we should, where we think the cut line will be. All types of good shit, man. Uh, big week. Uh, me and Steve are going to do a head to head golf trivia matchup where he's going to fucking stick my dick in the dirt. And uh, yeah, man, but it'll be good entertainment anyway. Uh, um, but yeah, listen, uh, we try to, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll be like Spieth in uh 16 and just say, you know, <laughs> Really Danny, you just you just slide right past like Danny Will out there. You know? But I'll be like Will Fowler in old school where I just black out and I know everything in the debate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well listen, follow me on uh Twitter at Boston Gap. We're coming to the fucking Slack channel. Uh we got the betting show coming out for you guys tomorrow. Um on uh the, the sports gambling podcast network. We got uh we got our head to head golf trivia. Uh 
I mean, listen, we got a ton of content. Slack channel is where it's at, though. I'm telling you right now, Steve's always dropping knowledge in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. I mean, listen, uh, who's ready for fucking bets this week, man? Like, I am so excited. I'm going to have so many stupid bets and so much money out there. I know you degenerates are, too. Let's go. Greens, greens, motherfuckers. Let's go. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.